this is Fintech Unplugged with Suresh Bajani and me, Robert Cornish. Whoa, back again. Back again. Good to see you, Suresh. And where are we today? So we are live at PIF Innovation Day. We've got and a great audience here. How many people are in the audience, would you say? A good 70, <sighs> I think. I think so. We've even got some award winners. We've got b for b Payments. You're, you won two awards, right? You're shortlisted for two awards. <laughs> Show a bit of appreciation for b Payments. So, we've got something called, um, it's called the bin of confusion. And basically what happens is, we get people to put questions in there, and they normally send them in, and, um, and I think you should do the honours. I will do the honours. These are questions that you've put in here today. Okay, Suresh, uh, clearly one for you. Why is Craig so hot in prepaid? Two question marks. <laughs> clearly one for you, Suresh. Now, the thing is, we don't get many questions we can't answer. Craig, where's Craig? He's not here. Who's Craig? To put it in perspective, we had a question last time about David Hasselhoff's career uh, in a live recording. Um, and we said we wouldn't duck any question, and that was a difficult question. But I think the Craig question just topped that. It did. It did. So the question I got for you, Robert. Yeah. Oh, this is an interesting one. Okay. Uh, financial exclusion. So this is something yeah. that I know that you know nothing about. I know a lot about right. it. And actually, I want you in 10 seconds to explain what financial inclusion is because you've exclusion got... Exclusion or inclusion? Exclusion. Okay. Go on. Unbanked and underbanked people that cannot get bank accounts or have difficulty getting bank accounts because of their particular status. For example, uh, people that are homeless have difficulty proving their address, which makes it very difficult for them to open accounts and therefore they need... Uh, other means of proving who they are in order to open an account and therefore they're excluded from the financial systems. That was probably more than 10 seconds. That's impressive. Is that, is that because you wave at them when you're in your limo? <laughs> Perhaps. Okay, I've got another question. Okay, come on. So there's been lots of momentum with women in payments. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Women in payments, okay. Stand up, any people in this audience that are women in payments, please. So out of an audience of 70, I've counted 14. That's... 15 if you include yourself. Hello? That's 20%. To me, that is a, a low proportion, and it's probably representative of the industry. What are your views? I would say that the, the payment space, one of the main differentiators of the payment space from the banking space has been the ability to kind of um, attract real innovators to the space. Exactly. People that solve problems. And some of the people that solve problems are not from banking backgrounds. They're actually new entrants to the space. I can say that as a company, some of the best people we've got working in the company are the ones that are not from a payments background. And actually, some of them don't have education. Some You're of them, about Craig again. Some of them haven't experienced that Oxford lifestyle that you've got. And, and that's the issue. I, I remember the first time I met people when I was in this industry, they're like, oh, do you work in finance? I'm like, why? And they're like, because you're Indian. I'm like, uh, no, I, I don't work in finance. Oh, sorry. You work in IT. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I work in product. What? So this is about stereotypes. Yes. <laughs> this is absolutely what it's about. We don't have enough diversity. 
So we are actually going to use the FinTech Unplugged platform and we want to get more first-time speakers on this podcast than any other podcast. The people that normally don't get to, you know, have a view because they're back office, they're the small guy. You know, they, you know, they work in operations. If you've never had a chance to actually talk, you know, about what you do, the stuff you do within the company, you've got some opinions, get in touch. We want to use this as a platform going forward. Thank you, Suresh. And back to the bin of confusion. Bin liner. Really? Bin liner? Bin, bin, yeah, Osama bin liner um, is the uh, person that asked the question, apparently. Um, all these new innovations are great, but aren't we forever at the mercy of the banks? No matter what way we look at it, we need banks somewhere along the chain who don't always understand payments. And that comes with the resultant restrictions slash problems with access to bank accounts, etc. Only a lawyer could have written a question that long, and there's only two lawyers in the room. Uh, and, well, no, I'm not a lawyer anymore. I get that. Yeah, two lawyers in the room, and they're both female. So good for gender equality. Um, Suresh, did you even understand the question? Uh, I mean, yeah. it, I guess with that name, he's going to keep getting in the PEPs and sanctions screening as well, so he's going to have an issue. Or she. Or she. Um, on the street, or it could be a woman. But the um, reality is that banks will always be there, unfortunately, because of the nature of what we do, as it stands the at the moment. Settling, or? But there are new banks entering the market, you know, where they're planning to open the doors. We've had the announcement of Clear Bank yeah. throwing their hat in the ring to say we're going to be able to offer um, bank accounts. Actually, you know them really well. They're one of your neighbours. They are my neighbour, and, uh, yeah, and they give me a bank account, which must be crazy. Who would do that? We have a question here. We keep hearing that prepaid has a perception problem, yeah? People don't like the name. And more than once today, we've heard that prepaid is a dirty word, yeah? Uh, and we've also seen that prepaid is growing much faster than debit and credit globally. Is the perception problem a financial services industry issue rather than a consumer one? And I think that's true. I think, I mean, how many consumers even really think about prepaid? It's, not, it's written on the card. Have you seen the back of a Revolut card? Anyone seen how impossible it is to read the word prepaid on the back of a Revolut card? I know there's maybe people from Revolut here, but it is ridiculous how they can say a merchant can see the word prepaid on the back of that card when it's like in metallic, purpley orange against a purpley and orange background. Anyway, is there, is there a perception problem with prepaid or is it just booming regardless of its uh, dirty name? I think the term prepaid has to evolve. Um, I think that it's, it's the association with how people perceive it. It's for poor people, it's subprime, it's for people that can't get a bank account. It's so you're, used for you're money laundering. you're stereotyping a prepaid I am. person? I am, because that's how people see it. I mean, you said it's a dirty word. I mean, you're attracted to that kind of stuff normally anyway. Yeah, my, so my, my solid gold aura prepaid card. Sub for £8,000. Yeah, see, you're, you're extremely subprime, aren't you? Super sub. So, so prepaid. There is, prepaid is there needs to evolve and, and it needs to have a new name. And this the, is called the Prepaid International Forum. I kind of remember that. We can carry on using prepaid, but we will alienate ourselves from the mass market. If we want to be mass market, we cannot use the term prepaid. Does anyone agree with that in the audience? Put your hands up if you think prepaid is a dirty word. The man on the street. It could be a woman. Hi, my name is Andrew. Alex. Do you know what a prepaid card is? Yes. Could you give me an example of 
a prepaid card you perhaps have used or um, do use? A MasterCard one. Okay. Yeah. It was quite a few years ago though. Okay. Yeah, do you yeah, have yeah. any other prepaid cards or use them no. on a regular basis? No. Okay, so you don't no. have a Oyster card? Oh, as, oh yeah, an Oyster card, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Alex, do you, do you use any prepaid cards at all? I've got a Revolut card. Does Revolut. that count? It does, absolutely count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you, does it make a difference to you that it's not a credit card or a, or a debit card? The reason why it's good for me is to separate the finances so that's the main reason why I use it you know an amount of money for food shopping travel for that month right. knowing nothing's coming out of it yeah so that's how I use it okay Pretty because much. Some, some people without in within our industry think that prepaid has got a bad name no um, it's not got a bad name to me to has it no. No? No. so you'd be happy to use a, 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 a payment product if it was was prepaid because you know you just you can see the value as long as it's got an, as some, some more use than just being a prepaid card. When you took out your Revolut card, did you realise it was a prepaid card? Yes, okay. I guess so. Right. I didn't think of it as a prepaid card. I knew it was a card that I'd have to put money on. So you were, you were looking at it more as how you were going to use it rather than the type of function that it, that it performed or the way that it processed money? Just to, I'd see it as a Revolut card, not a prepaid card. So now you've said that, it's going to be in my mind as a pre, uh, prepaid card. <laughs> So if you think about, to either of you guys, if you think about you've got credit cards, debit cards, and prepaid cards, which of the three of those do you think has most negative associations to it? Credit cards. Credit. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Debt. Debt, yeah. That's advertisement. Um, Spending money you don't have. Yeah. Okay. Borrowing. Perfect. Yeah. The man on the street. It could be a woman. See, I think you're wrong, Suresh. Just saying. I think prepaid is a good word. He's I not a lawyer like anymore, you know, guys. He's not a lawyer. I've got Thank one you. for you, Robert. Okay. It's even got your name on it. Do you think the limitations of what AISPs or PISPs can do for a customer under PSD2 today will change? If so, how? First of all, can you tell me what those abbreviations stand for? Because we need abbreviations. Information service provider, wow. It's an account aggregation service. It's putting all your information on one page. It's, it's quite easy. Why did they have to come up with a stupid term, AIPSP? And then the other one, payment initiation service provider, PIPSP. I mean, these things are not easy to understand. Everyone knows, oh, we called them overlay service providers. No, that's even rubbish as well. They're just a way of paying from your bank account. That's all it is. Sorry, I, don't, I really don't like the, 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 the an, uh, what, are the, what do you call them? Three-letter anagram? No, no, we need the abbreviations because it makes us feel important and empowered. Oh, I forgot how important we are. Yes, so we, it's to we, confuse people to make us feel like we're really clever. But we're not. It's just... You didn't answer more, the question. What was the question? Well, sorry, where did we go from after defining what they are? I got lost after getting annoyed with the abbreviations. Come on. Do you think the limitations of what AISPs or PISPs can do for a customer under PSD2 today will change? If so, how? So, the limitations. What, what, what really are the... Well, one of the limitations is getting the bloody insurance cover to start with. But a lot of them have got that by the sound of it. 25 and 9, I think. So, that's, that's not bad. So, a few people have got over that hurdle. But again, you were saying um, something about this, I remember, about uh, what are they all going to do. Well, most of them already exist because they were doing this stuff before. They just didn't have this ridiculous acronym to call it by. I mean, if you went onto a money supermarket and you wanted to check things out and you wanted, 
or you went to Experian to get your credit reference. You were getting all this information on one sheet. They just didn't have to tell you that they were an AI PSP before. They do now. When you went onto software to buy something, you didn't think, oh my gosh, this is a PI PSP. Fantastic, I'll be able to use that now to pay for my goods. You just thought, I can pay for my bank account. So the limitations are caused predominantly Sorry, I move my hands a lot. I don't normally do this. I'll put my hands away. Um, so aggressive. I know. I was feeling. I, some things do make me aggressive. But I think the the whole thing is that the limitations on AI PSPs is particularly in relation to the page scraping, where they can go in at the moment they see the whole candy store and what these. Uh, Sorry if there's any banks in the audience, but uh, there's also well, obviously EMIs and PIs in the audience that are going to have to give access. But the, the APIs that are being given out there are going to give very limited access, and it's going to be a bit clunky to start with. So it's going to make the services look less good than they are today when they're just going in page scraping and grabbing all the information. So it's going to be a while, I think, before we get information out there and the ability for these organizations that are doing it quite well, thank you very much, before PSD2 came in, to be able to do it as well post-PSD2. And I think there is going to be a clunky period in between, and I think there may even be some legal actions and stuff coming out of the fact that they can't page scrape anymore in between, and we've got this ridiculous thing called GDPR um, that is also going to put some more <coughs> clunks into... The whole point of this and the whole point of our fintech industry is to make everything smoother, easier, more efficient, less friction. GDPR, PSD2, some of these things are actually putting more friction in, which is a shame. And breathe. <sighs> okay, I've got one question for you. Yeah. Where should I get my e-money license after Brexit? Um, Ireland takes quite a long time. They're a bit slow over there. I don't know why. Uh, could be the Guinness, but if there's any Irish in here, I apologise. A lot of people are going to uh, Lithuania. Apparently, uh, they're very welcoming in Lithuania, uh, and they're trying to bring that business on. Uh, quite a few people are trying Malta. Is there anywhere in particular? I think people like the idea of Ireland, but the actual practical reality of having to work with the Irish regulator is quite difficult. Lithuania is coming on quite well on the sides. Uh, I've heard a few people looking at Germany, but no one yet has decided France is a good place. I if you could why. only choose one, if you could I only, could choose, only one, choose one, taking everything into consideration. I would go with Ireland just because of its proximity and the language. Um, even though it takes a long time, I've got a long time before I need to get it. If we're waiting to the end of 2020 for passporting to stop, if I put my license in now, I might get it in time, uh, and I can just take my time and get it. So I, I would probably plump with that, although people might say Lithuania is a quick and easy solution and maybe cheaper. Um, is anybody in the audience got any views on that? Does anybody think that there are some regions that are better than others? Who said Netherlands? Is there a Dutch person? Craig said Amsterdam. Netherlands. What do you think of Netherlands? He said the cakes are good, though. Ah, okay. Uh, what are the benefits of prepaid cards to consumers, merchant, issuer, and processors? Well, if you've come to this event and don't know that, you shouldn't be here, so I'm not going to answer that. That's a stupid question. Robert, you missed the show, and did you write your own question? I don't know who the hell wrote this one. Uh, what implications would AMOD5 yeah. have for the prepaid industry? Um, for the prepaid industry, I don't know whether they're going to have that many for the prepaid industry. Certainly, they're, they're, they're not going to be very good for you with your, your, your tax havens where you store all your massive wealth, Suresh. Yeah, um, so that, that's going to be a problem, but I don't think that's a problem for the prepaid industry. I think the whole thing about uh, doing AML on crypto, which is coming through MLD5, 
will be good for the industry as a whole, but again, I don't see any direct implications on the prepaid industry. Is the ban on surcharging cards going to kill some prepaid programs? Is it going to kill them? I, if it doesn't kill them, it'll make them stronger. <laughs> but this is about charging fees to load a prepaid card. Exactly, which is one source of income. Um, they've already cut off the source of income from interchange, so I imagine for some programs it will make them more difficult to be profitable and may take some programs along different routes. But I think there are a lot of other ways in which prepaid issuers or e-money issuers are now looking to create programs uh, that there are many other ways in which they can cross-sell other products. It'd be interesting to see how a Revolut gets on. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you. Robert, I've yeah. got one quick question for you before we close the quickie. show. Yes, quickie. You're always good at quickies. <laughs> How does that happen? Sports. What do you know about sports? Uh, F you. <laughs> okay, I've what, got, what I've got a question say? for you. Yeah. Think of all the teams that were in the World Cup. Yeah. Which teams of the fans yeah. spent the most money in the stadium? I would go for the Colombians. <laughs> the answer is no. The Colombians, on average, spent on total three hundred and twenty-three thousand what dollars per person? No, no that, in that, total. That would have kept them going for an afternoon. Japan, higher or lower? Lower. You're correct. See, I I know more about football than you could even believe. What did Sarah. England spend? England, normally fifty uh, p and a packet of quavers. I'd say three hundred and eighteen thousand. Really? Yes. Wow. Who was the most? Come on, this is going to be a shock. Who was the most? Were any Arab nations in the final? Ah, uh, there was. Like Qatar, they, they would have had a high spend, I would have think. What, Iran? Saudi Arabia, what do you think? Saudi Arabia, yeah, that, that would be the one. Although, at a dry state, they may not spend that much on alcohol. 159,000. That's pretty good. That's up there. I'd have gone for one of the Arab states to spend more. Mexico. Um... Quite a few chorizos, I would think. 1.12 million. No way. The Mexicans, Mexicans spent the most. Were there more Mexicans at the World Cup than any other nation? Maybe they had a special deal with Putin. Well, here's the question. Russia. How much do you think Russians spent at the stadium? Well, I would think there'd be more Russians than anyone else. So I'm going to go for like 10 million. 8.1 million. Yes! At last! I'm guessing they had the most tickets. So, and what, would you, what do you think is the lowest? Oh, somewhere like Holland. Were they, in the, were they even in the World Cup? <laughs> were they in there, Holland? No, they weren't. No. Um, Denmark, were they in it? Nigeria spent 7,000. 7,000? Yeah. There's probably one Nigerian at the whole of the event. Croatia, 8,000. Wow, that's surprising. Didn't they do well? They were in the final. They were in the final even. That's pretty good. Okay, well, it's great to know your knowledge of sports. It's, it's, it's growing by the minute. It's growing by the minute, but it, I'm glad that you have better payments knowledge. I'm, thank God. <laughs> my, if my payments knowledge was as good as my football knowledge, I'd be out of business, Zoresh. I think on that note, we should definitely close. High five. <laughs> Final whistle. <laughs> 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 <laughs>